0: Welcome to the Cloud Onyx CX Verse podcast. In this series, we are exploring everything related to customer experience.
1: Hi everyone, this is Eric from Cloud Onyx, bringing you another episode of Cloud presents the CX Verse, everything about customer experience. Today I'm joined by Allison Smith, the IVR voice. You probably heard about her last year when she made primetime news because Chase's phone system went down. So, Allison, why don't you tell us about the weasels?
0: <laughs> the weasels. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it actually wasn't Chase. It was Citibank. I'm back. Yeah, that's OK. Uh, yeah. So apparently they had an outage. Uh, in their phone system and for reasons unknown to everyone in our industry, the default prompt that played when Citibank customers called for that entire week was weasels have eaten our phone system, which was a joke prompt that one of the asterisk guys had me record years and years ago, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure who it was. Uh, and, and that was the prompt that outward-facing customers heard whenever they called in to find out, you know, what was going on with their account. And yes, so the news media did pick up on that and they wanted to know, oh my gosh, why was it that prompt, who wrote that prompt, and who voiced that prompt? So yes, they got a hold of me and I, I gave them a couple of uh, comments, but I Yeah. Generally speaking, when I record something, I kind of forget about it until I go to one of the conferences (laughs) and and you guys are saying things like weasels have eaten our phone system and many, many other ones that I probably can't repeat here. So, Uh, uh, yes, there there are a lot
1: of them that you have done and you've been incredibly, I'll say, kind to the community by doing all sorts of prompts that are borderline weird and and a couple of them would would, would probably qualify as borderline obscene but we won't go there
0: right Um, yeah i mean there was the time that somebody had me just say the lyrics to louie louie in the telephone voice style which was very surreal again i have no idea what these got used for or what sort of applications but yeah louie louie we gotta go now you know just weird stuff like that and i have no idea yes what well, application that would be used and, for. and
1: we'll have you back again uh, in a couple of months to discuss the fun halloween ones that you have done over time
0: i am looking forward to that absolutely we have many many horror stories yeah
1: so let's start with what makes for a good ivr and why should people actually be bothering to kind of like pre-plan and think
0: it yeah great question so I think to answer that, it's important to explore exactly what IVR used to be like. So it really was a matter of companies thinking, wait a minute, we don't need to hire a live person to sit there and make decisions on the fly about which department a call should be routed to. So, they didn't have to go with the receptionist's discretion about where to forward a call. And so, really, it was designed to gate out and to sort callers. And, of course, to improve the company's bottom line because that could be done in an automated way. The caller was in a position of having to choose which department they needed to go. And the presumption is, if I make the right choice, I'm going to get better service because I'm going to be paired up with an expert in that department. If I press three for accounting, I'm going to get an accountant, that sort of thing. So, (laughs) you know, we can dream, can't we? Yes. So now I'm finding that IVR is really more of a gateway and less of a barrier. There, There are still many systems that I voice every week in which it's needlessly complicated, and it's almost like a maze that you're putting the caller through. And they'll get this reward, the reward of live service at the end of it. But we're gonna make the caller work really hard until they get to that reward. So it's less that, um, and more and more people are looking at the IVR as almost like the welcome mat. It is the gateway that people will encounter when they first call in and it it makes a huge first impression. And I do believe that companies are finally understanding what a powerful first impression it makes. And it still does, even with people focusing on what their website looks like and they want to make sure that their website sets the right tone. The phone system is still very much the mode of contact for many, many people. And so the caller is thought of as a partner, for customer service and not the enemy. With that said, I still encounter when I actually pick up the phone and call companies, which is very rare, because I hate talking on the phone. I know it's weird. But every now and then I'll encounter a company that has designed a menu that is impossible to navigate through. Things like you pressed one, Press two to confirm that you meant to press one, are you kidding me? You, you don't need to put the caller through these little checks and balances and doing huge little complicated sub-menus. Some, some I, I think pretty much you can put a caller through five basic choices and that will do a sufficient job of sorting the caller. The other thing that I'm noticing that IVR is doing very well now, where it used to not do this so well, is that companies are using it to show their personality and their brand, which is really important. They've spent a great deal of time establishing their brand. And for some reason, the phone system gets left out of that branding message and it shouldn't. So many people are asking me to do a voice that is identifiable with their company and that shows personality and shows the caller what the company is like.
1: Unfortunately, all too many of them show what the company is like is we don't really care. Your call is important (laughs) to us until it's no longer important to you kind of attitudes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You said that you try to avoid calling because you don't like talking on the phone. (sighs) Have you encountered yourself?
0: Oh, many times. Oh, gosh. And It's frustrating, especially, um, you know, it doesn't happen so much anymore in the early days of voicing. And I used to grant credit to a lot of people I didn't know. So I used to voice their system and then get payment. I'm a sadder but wiser girl now. And of course, unless you're like a grandfathered company that I've worked for for years and years, prepayment is always the way. But I always hated calling a company to ask where my money was. And I hear me on the prompt, which is working great. And they're obviously very happy with the prompt but they haven't paid for it. That's always weird. Um, but, uh, yes, I've, I ordered a hotel wake up call in Dallas when, uh, I believe Astrakhan was in Dallas one year and I encountered me as the hotel wake up voice that was waking me up. So that's a little surreal when your own voice is, is waking you up. Another, jet-lagged, yeah.
1: Jet lagged yeah. and half awake and, and you're calling to tell yourself to wake up. It's like, Okay, yeah, that that, that sounds like a plot out of Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Allison. What does she want? Very strange. Um, Even more frustrating, I think I was trying to order flowers for somebody in the U.S. It could have been a thank you gift or something. And I I encountered my own voice on the... um, uh, the, the text or the, the speech to text, whatever it was. So it was me saying, sure, I can send flowers. Tell me what city you'd like to send flowers to. And I said, clear as a bell, Orlando. And then me as the automated voice came back on and said, okay, I think you said San Jose. And it's like, no, no, nothing like that. How how did you get that wrong? You're me. I'm you. We speak the same way. Yeah, stuff like that. It's very strange.
1: (laughs) That's even more surreal arguing with yourself.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, and I remember you telling me a story about your husband's first wife's lovely trip to Hawaii.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's a, a crazy one. So uh, uh, my husband's ex-wife remarried long, long after Pete and I got married. So you know, she remarried a, a lovely man. We've met him many times. So they had their honeymoon in Hawaii, and uh, she wanted to book a table at a restaurant that they always go to. They're one of these people that go once a year to Hawaii, totally jealous. So she called the restaurant but must have uh, misdialed because the restaurant is still very much in business. Uh, So she misdialed and she uh, got me who has done interceptor messages for Hawaiian Telecom. Me saying, the number you have dialed. And she instantly recognized me and just thought, great. Great. This is the very last voice I want to hear on my honeymoon is my ex-husband's current wife's voice. I, I shouldn't say current wife. His wife. Yeah. Oh, weird, weird, weird. It's, it's strange to think about these prompts outliving me, but they will. I mean, long after I'm gone, they'll still be playing in the world somewhere around the clock.
1: And some geeks will be thrilled to be hearing your voice. Congratulations. It, and things of that nature exactly exactly so, yes, yes. You, this is going to be your legacy as the, the great voice of congratulations you've successfully installed and and other exactly. things actually, which is much more interesting than weasels
0: yes yeah actually I was on an open source lounge with Sangoma just last week and most of the guys that were on that platform knew me and they were a little bit you know kind of oh it's Alice and like the mystique is gone but there was one newbie who piped in and he said, Are you like the actual Allison? And then I launched into <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you have successfully installed the Asterisk open source PBX. And the color drained from his face. He was, yeah. I, was, I would have uh, expected
1: from you more of a Congratulations, you've successfully installed the actual Allison. <laughs>
0: right yeah you know the telephone voice is also a great way to get rid of telemarketers as well when they call in and they think they're speaking to an actual human and actually they are but i'll just sort of segue into automated voice telling them that their call has been blocked and they're incredibly confused they're like oh hmm, that's weird (laughs) that's
1: something that only you can get away with the rest of us can't because we don't have we don't have the allison voice
0: right right exactly yeah and when i meet actual humans you know at a party and they ask me what i do for a living if i keep talking almost all of them will say oh yeah you know what you are familiar so it's almost as though i'm kind of in the subconscious and only until i tell people what i do do they say oh yeah actually you know what i'm pretty sure i've heard you so i don't know it's kind of interesting and the chances are is true it's true yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, many people will say, oh, no, you're one of those automated voices on telephone systems. I hate those. And usually I reply with me, too. I hate them, too. I, I, I honestly do hate encountering that kind of a menu because I just go, oh, great. How much of my time is this going to use up?
1: You know, but you have the advantage. Of so- Hopefully somebody paid you for it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. OK, Yeah.
1: So coming back to what should people be looking for in designing an IVR? You said that five options, keep it straightforward, try to show a little personality. What makes for a good IVR?
0: You know, those are all great things and those are all kind of standard things. So anytime I've spoken at any of the conferences that you've personally seen me speak at, I always say that people's attention spans are way shorter than you think they are. So choices in the opening auto attendant greeting max anything more than that people cannot remember. They will only remember the last thing they heard. So keep it very very short. If you have to have some med- uh, sub menus and I understand there is a necessity for that in in sub- and systems, make sure the sub menu is actually only two choices, two or three. Don't belabor it, and don't force the caller to refine their search that uh, that uh, you know in that much of a detailed way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would also urge people to have a sensitivity to the caller mindset. So never forget the industry that the IBR is for. I have an example of an auto body shop that I voice the IBR for. So these people repair dings and dents to cars and they actually wrote probably one of the best IVRs I've ever voiced in which they said something to the effect of Thanks for calling North Shore Auto Body. We understand that if you're calling us, you're not having a great day. How fantastic that is to face that mindset. Nobody's calling an auto body shop because they're having a fantastic day. They're stressed. Their baby is damaged. They want to get their car repaired and back on the road. That's it. So the whole IVR was about, okay, breathe. We're going to fix this. There's nothing we can't fix you can help the process by getting your police report number your insurance information and then when a live agent comes on the line we're going to work together to get you back on the road as fast as possible i mean i love stuff like that when they actually anticipate the mindset of the caller I did another one for a colonoscopy clinic, believe it or not, that had that same thing that was less clinical, but said, okay, we understand that this is not uh, not your favorite thing to do, but you know what, we do this every day, we've seen it all, don't worry. It was very, very reassuring. I like it when they sort of greet that, you're smiling right now, the people can't see it right now, but you're smiling yes. right now,
1: yeah. No, it's just the idea of somebody actually stopping to think why is somebody calling and what are, what is their mindset is so foreign to like 99% of the IVRs that I encounter. Okay, yeah. ignoring the press one for English or press one for French or whatever it is, depending on the country you're dealing with. Um, once you get past that, uh, we, we've actually discussed this in the past, that especially where you're getting into the finance industry where. They're not only not paying attention as to why you're calling, but they're making it as painful as possible. Please enter your 16-digit account number.
0: <laughs> and not just once. Sometimes they ask for it multiple times, which is interesting Repeat it and repeat it back to you to make sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, actually, I've done some recently for the investment financial industry that were pretty good. I mean, they were approaching it from the idea of demystifying money, trying not to make investments too scary and also focusing on a younger demographic. So I have actually done some in which it's been almost like a a casual, informal stance that they've taken, which is, you know, big progress in that industry. But you're right before banking was very clinical, very scary, very cold. And I I, I am finding people in that industry, you know, sort of, thinking that over and thinking perhaps let's target it in a way that makes people feel at ease about finances. You know, think about a funeral home. I did the IVR for a big chain of funeral homes in the U S the old style was to be sad, you know, thank you for calling McGinnis and Holloway funeral home very funereal. But what about acknowledging that again, it's a rough time, But we're going to work together to get you through that terrible, rough time. It's it's a great approach. You know, a a bakery that does very upscale cupcakes play on the fun of you deserve this. You may not be having the best week, but we have the best cupcakes. And why not treat yourself and that kind of thing? I love it when they acknowledge the mindset of the caller. What was
1: it like when you did the one for NASA Cape Canaveral?
0: That actually went through a few evolutions, but generally speaking, that was driven by the music track that they sent me of their royalty-free music, which I believe is called Break the Horizon, and it is uh, the music that you would hear behind you know the footage of the astronauts walking along the gangway going up to this spacecraft. It is it is loud and it's boisterous and it's patriotic and it's excruciating. But you can't voice in any other style but thank you for calling Kennedy Space Center Visitors Center. You know, like it has to be over the top uh, excitement and, and since COVID reopening it's even more so. It was very, very terrible during COVID where they were closed, but they still wanted to keep people interested in the visitor's center. But now, oh my gosh, they are back to full scale. Um, let's do this. And it's it's great. It's great to see that kind of uh, we're back attitude post-pandemic, yeah. Even Could've though we're not really post-pandemic.
1: Could have been worse. They could have been like using the, the the theme music to Chariots of Fire or something like that. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like that, but even more. Yeah. So uh, I enjoy so much different styles of, of voicing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good.
1: What is your favorite that you've done?
0: Gosh, it's hard to say. Actually, recently I've been doing stuff for pharmaceutical companies. So if you see a magazine ad for a medication, if you turn the page, Everyone's noticed that page. It's very densely packed, full of things like side effects and contraindications and horrible things that will happen to you or might happen to you if you take that medication. So all of that information they need read on their information lines for people with sight impaired issues or even literacy issues. And they want it all read in a very conversational tone. So I have to say things like, side effects might include stroke, deafness, and blindness. You know, so I just have to be very, oh, well, this might happen to you, but it probably won't. We hope. Yeah. (laughs) We hope. All the lawyers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have to say another one of my favorites is... PetSmart, simply because they're like one of my oldest running clients, so I voice their entire address finder. I have voiced the address of every PetSmart store on the planet, and they are constantly closing stores, opening new stores. During COVID, they had all sorts of changes to protocol. With the grooming salon and the, you know, the Pets Hotel and all that. So they're great clients and it's constant, constant work. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. In the previous session uh, where I was interviewing Mark, we got into the comment of uh, there's nothing worse than an unhappy agent. Oh, and, I'm like, yeah. and my response was, thank you for throwing down the gauntlet. I'm talking to Allison next week. And... <laughs> um i suspect that a bad ivr is even worse than uh, than an an agent who isn't enthusiastic because he was talking about gamification of agents and trying to encourage them to do things and i'm sure you've seen some really horrid things done in ivrs what are the things that people need to avoid like the plague well Can't say that anymore. People didn't (laughs) avoid the plague. Um.
0: Um, You know, I I always think of the IBR as the warm-up band for the live agent. So it can set the tone for the caller as to what that interaction is going to look like. It really can. I actually recently wrote a blog article called Ditch the Script, and it was aimed strictly at call center agents who read too much from the script that they're given, and they're not really relating to the caller. So recently, I had to call and organize a duct cleaning for our house, and as soon as I got through to a live agent, she just rattled off an entire script about how much it's going to cost, what we need to do to get ready for the appointment, blah, 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 blah. It was very rapid fire. It wasn't, oh, uh, hi, Ms. Smith. How's your day going? You know, establishing kind of a rapport. None of that. She read completely off the script, and I had to interrupt her a few times saying, Excuse me, sorry, what, what was that price? How many events are included? She didn't care if I was following, comprehending, nothing. So that kind of thing least, drives me crazy.
1: Did she at least not have to go back to the beginning and start all over again? <laughs>
0: right because she only knew it from the start yeah no when i interrupted and said i'm sorry i didn't catch that how many events are included then she was able to break from the script and explain like a real person so what about the idea of call center agents memorizing the script being familiar enough with the script to be able to get the facts across and yet paraphrase it in their own words and never forgetting that the caller is an actual live person, that they need to still establish a rapport, regardless of the industry. Even something as boring as duct cleaning can still uh, be a gateway for them to say, well, when was the last time you had your ducts cleaned and stuff like that? Yeah. You know?
1: I'm sorry, you're in Canada and suddenly I'm seeing Canadian geese. Um, <laughs>
0: That's duct. <laughs> yeah, no, it's difficult to say. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not sure if Mark mentioned any of that, but it's it's um, they have to balance that whole necessity to get all the correct information out, and yet still be able to sound like an empathetic actual real person i had a great agent uh when i called KitchenAid canada i needed a replacement part for one of my uh, attachments and spoke to one of the best agents i've ever seen she cancelled the order that i did online because she said oh yeah those are back ordered i'm going to order it directly for you and she got me at the front of the line gave me a discount gave me free shipping and she said oh always call in don't do it online so it's like well suddenly I'm a fan of talking on the phone because things definitely went my way.
1: And this this gets to the obvious question. Do these things really enhance the net promoter scores? And since you're here telling me about it, obviously your experience was so good that you're happy to tell other people, yeah, I had a great experience with KitchenAid, call them, they'll fix it for you. And this kind of phone experience, which the IVR frequently kills, is exactly the kind of thing that companies are trying for, where people get so happy that they want to recommend you.
0: Right. Unfortunately, some companies deliberately design a phone system that will frustrate the caller, make them hang up, so that they don't need to issue a refund or send a replacement thing. They they actually, yeah, they actually figure out that their bottom line is going to be saved by being uh, a little bit of a stonewall. It it, it stymies me. I don't know. And also, you and I have discussed many times in the past about the importance of tracking caller drop off and trying to determine where in the process and the people actually drop right off and call your competition, because they're so frustrated in the process. So bottlenecks need to be identified. If people are constantly hanging up at the very same moment, you need to look at that and go, oh, okay, this is a bit sticky right here. Definitely. Yeah, It,
1: it comes down to all sorts of problems of what the goal of the IVR is. In too many cases, you get the feeling that the IVR and the queue is designed so we don't have to stock uh, or staff the call center properly right. or... Or as you say, to actually block because we'd rather have people drop off because we're a one-shot sale and we don't care about a follow-on sale kind of a company. And so that's just not practical these days. You keep acquiring the customer as such that you want them to buy again from you and recommend you because otherwise it's just not worth it to actually
0: have sold it to them. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm remembering another conversation you and I had about CRM And the idea of perhaps somebody's calling into that company again and the agent being able to say, oh, I see you called us last September about this issue. How did that work out for you? My God, as a caller, hearing that agent, even reading from previous notes, but going, wow, they actually keep track of what happened. They actually care about my issue last September. I think it's fantastic.
1: Especially if you're calling for the same issue.
0: Yes. Oh, huge. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Oh, I see that you called and had your ducks cleaned three years ago. And perfect timing. It's just about the right time for you to do it again. And they've got a, a logic and they flow for that. Yeah. They don't tie the IVR menus and entry points to the CRM properly all too often. Even when they do, they don't necessarily give the agent the data that they need to kind of build a rapport or build a context. They have to kind of build it from scratch.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And the customer thinks next fall, well, who should I call for the duct cleaning? Should I call these guys? No, I'm going to go back to Alberta Furnace because they know exactly my history and they know they, they have a, a record of me. It's it's huge. Do you remember um, when I was talking about the, um, the uh, sorry, the auto body place where they had the Sorry, a call coming in. Uh, They had the customer get their claim number and their insurance number. Why not give the caller something to do? Um, While they're waiting on hold, you can help the whole process by making sure you have your account number ready or a recent statement. I think that actually forces or allows the caller to actually team with you and work with the agent and be a part of the solution to their problem. To me, it kind of makes me a little empowered if I go, oh, there's things I can do to actually speed this up. Yeah, I'll do that. Where's my account number? Yeah. Which is a whole
1: lot better than listening to bad hold music.
0: <laughs> that would be a whole other podcast on Un- yeah. hold music. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We
1: don't have to go there now. Um, so we're coming up towards the end of the, the podcast. Oh. Is there anything else you'd like to end or add to this?
0: You know, just emphasizing to people that the IVR definitely should reflect your brand and your persona, it's not just there to answer the phone and even though it was originally intended and still does sort callers into various departments. To improve the efficiency of your company so that you have the proper person dealing with the specific problem. Really, the IVR should greet the caller establish a first impression and be consistent with your brand. If you're an investment firm that's a little irreverent and a little contemporary and maybe a little informal make sure that you don't have a stiff robotic voice on your system make sure that that voice also says hey we're glad you called and investments are not scary and we will show you why that kind of informal thing so make sure that the ivr is consistent with your brand
1: definitely this is why we actually asked you to do our congratulations message and it was the haiku.
0: Oh, that's right. I loved that. Oh my gosh. And yeah. It was
1: like, okay, you've probably heard, uh, I'm tired of doing these, so let's do something different. And it's like, everybody who heard it was like, what? what? <laughs> and, and it gets their attention away where. I've heard the asterisk one. I've heard all of these a thousand times. Wait, this one's different. What is it saying? Exactly. This, this yeah. was the whole point And it worked really well when we, we used it in the competition. So thank you.
0: Well, you're more than welcome. And you were talking about how, uh, you know, it's it's a matter of uh me being accommodating to the community and being willing to record stuff that people send me but really Eric it's a relief if I get to record stuff that's a little bit of a departure from the usual stuff that I have to record I did one for a, a publisher of mystery novels and their IVR was almost like it was a dark and stormy night and she pressed one for accounting like that was their IVR and I thought fantastic I okay. love it
1: That that one is definitely on brand. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. So with that one, I'm going to say thank you and bring this one to a close. So thank everyone for joining us on the Cloud Onyx CX-verse. Looking forward to talking to you and speaking with you guys all again next time. Thanks, Eric. Bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the CX-verse. Please sign up to learn about future episodes. We are looking for feedback and new speakers, so please be in touch.